All audio podcasts for One Team, One Podcast are brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage. Talk to Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, 225-939-9878, or visit boesouthernstates.com. That's Bank of England Mortgage, a proud partner of One Team, One Podcast. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. We showed you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50-7. to Relax, big boy. Team one podcast. One team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. Really good job. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team one podcast. One team one podcast. One team one podcast. Camera work. (laughs) We were just turning. There we go. Oh my God! No, actually, they couldn't even hear us. So, welcome in. What? <laughs> you know, it, they couldn't hear us just now. They, they couldn't, couldn't hear, hear us. They couldn't hear what you said for the first five. Oh, seconds. okay, okay. So We're, here we are. Yeah. One team, one podcast. Right. Episode 40, 74. It reminds me of when, uh, when <clears throat> Pam like lets Michael answer the phone, uh-huh. but like doesn't like he. Yeah, she gives, he, it, she gives she him a buffers run. him yeah, so yeah. to like filter him. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? What is something that he says? <laughs> Jane Levinson, I presume. <laughs> It's still, still me. me, Michael. <laughs> here's Jan. <laughs> hey, oh, how's it going? Hey, hey, Jan. <laughs> um, well, here we are, episode seventy-four. Uh, lots to talk about today. Um, big guest we have later on today, which is the uh, Jake Crane from the J Boy Show. He's going to be right. joining us in about seven minutes. Um, he's going to be joining the link. But before we even get into that, I wanted to kind of talk about. A, well, first of all, our sponsors. Um, Big shout out to Bank of England Mortgage. You see them on the screen right there. Right. Um, Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage has been a huge supporter of us. He's going to come on the podcast eventually. So baseball season is about to wrap up for Little League Baseball, and that's his big his big priority right now. So once that ends, he is dying to talk about LSU baseball, and we're about to get into that too. Definitely. Right. Um, so there's a lot of news going – oh, well, I guess rumors – that are we starting it? I don't even know. I don't know. At this point. Um Yes, apparently. That's what so, says. Well, yeah. Let me let let's just go off on that for a second. Sure. Um pulmonary news. You're not gonna hear anything from local media. Um they are too tied to LSU. Right. Um, I even heard and I love Jordy. I even heard Jordy this morning tiptoeing around, I don't know if he's going to retire or not. Bullshit. Everybody knows that he's going to retire. They all know that he is going to retire uh, at the end of the season. It's going to be a neck medical retirement. Like his neck is really bad. Um, It's also the performance and it's kind of a mutual understanding that he's going to retire after the end of the season. It's kind of pulling an Urban Meyer. Yes. Well, I don't know. This is a real. There's a a scandal. I think he's really in pain. No, I know. Um, And. The fact that, and this is when I get pissed off, is that I post things because I hear a lot of stuff. And when I hear it from certain people, I'm going to post it and I'm going to let everybody know. 
But um, I get pushed back because I'm saying something that other people don't want me to say. Um, there's a lot of media members that are trying to keep this secret. And that's whatever. That's fine. If you're just trying to do it because you because you respect Paul Maneri and you respect LSU and you're trying to like be the better man, I actually think that you're doing it because – uh, you still want your plate dinner at mm-hmm. the press conference. Right. Um, and I'm not tied to LSU, so I could say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it is. I, I So everybody that's still in the dark about Paul Maneri retiring, stop. Like, he's retiring. Right. It's done. Uh, he's already announced it to the team. I would say he's coach's last game. <sighs> it's going to be tight. If you want to start talking about that. All right, so regionals are coming up. It's going to be really tight. Yeah. Uh, I was called a clown on Twitter today. By the way, oh, I yeah. didn't tell you that. Yeah, there's who, you know, you know, it? oh yeah, who okay. calls me a clown on Twitter? Right, right, right. We all know who yeah. this is. Right? It all caps, probably, probably, um, <laughs> clown okay. face. I know exactly who. It is. Um, so I don't know anything about baseball. Blah 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 blah. Uh, it's going to be very tight. We needed to win this game to to make sure that we were in. Um, we lost the game, so. Um, I see J-Boy's in there. We're going to talk about this for just a few more minutes before we get to J-Boy. So just hang on with us, Jake. Um, So we needed to win that game desperately. Um, That was the reason why we pitched Landon Marceau. We needed to win the game so we can get into the double elimination tournament and be in the tournament, in the NCAA tournament. Losing the game, I mean, you're already with 13 losses. 36%. This is Hanegriff. This is our guy, Hanegriff. 36% 36% of the time when uh, an SEC team has won 13 games or fewer, or actually 13 games in a, in a conference season, they 36% of the time they get into the tournament. So right. and was I'm it 64, assuming, they don't. I'm assuming that 36%, they win their first game in the tournament, in their conference tournament, right? Florida, two years ago, they were 13 wins. It was exactly like us, 13 wins, and they lost the first game of the tournament, oh, and wow, they, they got in. in. Oh, okay. So it's one outlier. Florida was strength of schedule number one in the country. They got in, blah, 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 blah. Um, LSU's strength of schedule, I think, is three right now. Mm-hmm. So it's very comparable to that. Yeah. But you're going to have some tight buttholes yeah. coming up right. uh, for Memorial Day whenever that, that comes I, out. I think you're really going to find out how much uh, – like what we've been talking about all year, I think you're going to find out how much midweek games actually matter, <laughs> according to the committee. Yeah. Uh, do they actually value that? If we make it, then we, yes, they I do. I mean, that's because been our funny. Because we're 13 and 18 in the SEC. Right. That's fucking terrible. It's not good. It's awful. I mean, don't, normally that doesn't get well, in. You're well below uh there's a, there's a lot of old hats, old hat LSU fans that are just like, oh, we're getting in because we're LSU. That ain't the case that's anymore. Not, I don't think that's how it uh, works. COVID has changed everything, especially for this year. Um, anybody that steals automatic bids, we saw Alabama just win a game today against Tennessee. They win another game. They're probably in the tournament. That's stealing another bid. Alabama beat Tennessee today? Alabama beat Tennessee in extras. Oh, so um, Fairfield is a team that's like under they one loss in the whole year. Mm. They lost today. Oh shit! So, so still like somebody's bid for sure. Somebody might steal spot. a bid, and that's right. that's the problem that you're going to run into because you didn't win that game. So, right. um, but yes, uh, Palmineri is going to retire at the end of the year. I'm not breaking anything that's any no. brand new news or anything. Right. Um, we had heard um, Kevin O'Sullivan as a candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard last night that he is off the table 
for some a lot of reasons. But then it, you heard today that he's back on the. I, I got another DM right before the show saying, "Hey, man, he might be back on." I don't think he's. I don't think he's a part of the equation. Though. I'm just telling y'all right now. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think it's Godwin. I think, and I also got a a DM from a scout in Texas today that f- I felt like he was pushing Vitalo down my throat. Yeah, from Tennessee. Right. It was weird. At the end yeah. of it, I was like, "Are you, are you basically Vitalo's like guy? Right. Yeah, he's media guy. Right. I felt like he okay. was. Hey, go yeah, pump. like go go, go spread my name go around <laughs> and let's pump it up and get it in front of Woodward." Right, and we're the guys you need to go to for that. We we have the most pull, right? Sure. Um, So, all right, we're gonna bring on uh, uh, Jake Crane from the J Boy Show, and we were just talking before we even brought him on that um, I think there was a bet last year that we had that I did I did not like I did not like any up my (laughs) I lost we lost the bet bad bad. Jake, what do you think about that? Uh, well, we're going to bring him on right now. So you brought him on. Boys, okay. that's the only reason I've come. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, uh, and I appreciate y'all having me on, I had kind of forgotten about it, man, but now you bring it up. I mean, so we can. We so start, the memories are starting to flood back like like crazy. I feel like what Jake was the bet? Do you... the day after tomorrow right now, stuck in New York. Do you remember that bet exactly? Man, I, th- I think it was for the Auburn LSU game, right? And I think it was – didn't we say like for a, a week or, or a couple weeks you got to mm-hmm. put the other person's like information so we, like where to find their stuff at? Like we were talking about it before the show. It was for you said last off season I think that LSU would go one in three in a certain set of road games. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I Matt said we were going to go undefeated. You said we were going to go undefeated. <laughs> right. So you said every time we lose one of those, we have to change our name to. J-boy I have to like change my handle or... to the J Boy show, oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Something Man, like you that. yank. Uh, that's that's hilarious, right? And I think we I lost thought, all yeah. but the Florida yeah. game. I lost it. It was very close, but I lost it. I lost that bet. Right. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, we have been pretty hot lately. I did called Medina Spirit a couple weeks ago. I was pretty excited about. Yes, that. Oh, I saw go. that. Yeah, that was awesome. Too yeah. bad Medina well, was, I was the uh, one who gave him the juice, popping so pills before that. Yeah. You. You you knew the horse took drugs before that though. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I uh, accidentally no. sat on a needle. It's actually uh, no, I was uh, to be honest with you, I, it was a guess, but you know, it ended up being uh, right. I, so, well, back you know, looking back on that, I am never not going to bet on a Bob Baffert horse again. I, I don't know. Banned. Well. Well, I mean, he'll be back again, I'm sure, with another horse. He'll be back with like a mustache, just like some new guy on the scene. Yeah, like uh, Bob Haffert. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Okay, so lots to talk about. Um, So this is the time of the season that I absolutely love, and I think you love it too. And here's here's where I'm coming from, uh, Jake. You um, posted uh, your your top 10, or no, no, well, SEC. Yeah. Uh, coaching rankings today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to post them on the screen here so everybody can kind of see. Good. Um, I right. knew coming right out of the gate. Yes. <laughs> so, and I, I was kind of, I wanted to let, I mean, there's a couple of like the real, the real LSU Bulldogs that will go after you on this, but I kind of lay low a little bit if you don't notice. But, um, all right. So we got Ed Ogeron, number five on the mm-hmm. list. Um, you put. I love what you did. You put the new hires on the right. You put the other guys on the left, and right, they yeah. You know, that's how you should do it. You should do it like that. Absolutely. Um, I think for LSU fans, 
I don't mind the one, two, and three. Um, the four above five mm-hmm. is our question mark. Mm-hmm. The Lane Kiffin over Ed Ogeron. Yep. Now I'm I'm a little bit better um, suited to this conversation than probably most other LSU fans. But um, tell us your reasoning behind that, if you can. Yeah, uh, like you said, uh, you know, number one, these rankings, these this time of year is uh, is always interesting. I did it like that because I think you guys agree with me. I don't want to judge anybody based on what they haven't been able to do in the league. That mm-hmm. way you kind of separated and made it kind of interesting there. One yep. through three, it's tough to argue. You could argue two and three. Uh, and I got a caveat for the the people that say, you know, Kirby's like Mark Richt. Uh, but yeah. my thinking there is, and I think about Lane Kiffin at LSU. Mm-hmm. And listen, Ed Orgeron won a national championship. I get it. So did Larry Coker. So did Gene Chizik. And there's other examples. And if you think about it, there were, and, and I don't want people to think I'm saying Ed Orgeron is a bad coach. And, and it's crazy. I heard you just say that Ed Orgeron is Gene Chizik. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying if you're going to use the, uh, the theory of if you win one national championship, regardless right. of what else happened. No, I understand you. Then, then you just usurp everything. Right. Okay. So, so my thinking behind that is, number one, if I put Lane Kiffin at LSU, to me, LSU becomes absolutely horrifying. Horrifying, because you know the way they can recruit on defense. You mix that with what Lane Kiffin can do on offense, sure. and it's a monster, and I think Lane has learned. Now, two or three years down the road, if Ed can maintain success at LSU and stay yeah. at that mountaintop, even though they went 5-5 five and five last year during a pandemic, whatever, whatever, yep. then I'll go back and rethink my theory and, and say, listen, I'm the first one to say I was wrong. But to be honest with you, I'm looking at Ed Orgeron this year, and if he doesn't do very well, there's going to be some pressure on Ed Orgeron, like yes. real pressure, especially when you come out and say things like, I didn't interview Bo Pelini sure. and stuff like that. You, you don't help yourself. With stuff like that. And listen, I'm all for transparency, but I'm sure his PR guy was puking in the back corner in the bucket somewhere. I I don't even know if we had a PR guy for the last year. Yeah, I I know, right? Uh, But uh, again, you're really splitting hairs. Uh, I just think, uh, I think about Lane Kiffin at Florida. What Lane Kiffin could do at Florida. Mm Because, you know, Dan Mullen, they won the East last year, played Bama good, but almost is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades. You look at all the talent in the state of Florida and what they've been able to do uh, at that part of the SEC, at, at that school. Uh, I think he'd be a huge problem there. So uh, mm-hmm. I can understand the controversy, but that that's my thinking behind it. Now, if Ed uh, – and the crazy thing is I got LSU finished second in the West this year, boys. Right. Sure. You know? right. So, but if I was hiring somebody at an elite school like LSU tomorrow and I could have my pick, I would pick Lane Kiffin over Ed Orgeron. I think Ed Orgeron's a great motivator. He's a great recruiter. But I think Lane Kiffin – is really on the cutting edge also of this generation from a social media standpoint. I think he's really kind of embraced that. And I think sure. Ole Miss is going to be a problem. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so um, I well, – uh, I don't know if I totally agree on Lane Kiffin over Coach O. Well, we'll get back to the Coach O because – so a couple of things with the Coach O, and here's where I agree, is you you take 2019 for what it was. It was – we're the best team in the country yep, and no, the no. best team probably in the history of college football – um, and he managed the roster the right way, right? So you have to give him credit for that. Um, but you also have to give the credit of the 2020 season, which was like we were talking about. I, I used the phrase dumpster fire before we got on the show. Um, it was a dumpster fire. It could have been worse than five and five. 
Um, we rallied the troops at the very end. We got the Florida win, thank God, or bad things were really coming. Uh, we got the Ole Miss win, which was great. Uh, we got us back to five and five. And I look at it as, okay, you take that really great season and that really bad season and you kind of put them together. And what you as like a media guy, like in a larger perspective are looking at is you're trying to find some consistency, right? Like you're looking at Kirby Smart, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 11, 1, 11, 1. You know, that's what you want to see out of a guy like. Um, that you're going to put in a top three of that coaching at a carousel. place like LSU too. Absolutely, like with all that talent. Mm. Correct. And 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 I'll say this, and you know, media guy, I guess you could say that. You know, I coached for nine years, five at Division One level. I, you know, I'm not a journalist, so I really kind of sure. go off, you know, feel. But but I want to say this too about Lane Kiffin and Edo. And we all know what happened with Edo at Ole Miss, and then he goes to USC and rallies the troops there. Speaking about rally the troops. Did that at USC. A lot of people thought he was going to get that job. I thought he handled that perfectly. And But you have people say, oh, oh, look at Lane at USC. Well, people forget USC was on probation. Sure. right. A lot of people forget that. And then you go to Tennessee, where I'll be the first one to tell you Lane made some mistakes. But t- tell me an administration that was more of a dumpster fire and really currently is more of a dumpster fire mm-hmm. at, an, a, at a legitimate place where you can win a championship outside of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he goes to the Nick Saban uh, center for coaches who want to coach better and do good at other stuff too, and and gets that blueprint. This is a school for ants. Yeah, right. He's like, yes. how are the kids? How are the coaches supposed to learn if they can't even fit inside the building? <laughs> okay, let's get back to your list. Um, I got a question already about Jimbo Fisher. Somebody asked, "Where's Jimbo Fisher's consistency?" So we're talking about consistency with Ed Ogeron. Jimbo Fisher, kind of the 2019 season for for Texas A&M wasn't great. Um, so it that question makes me actually ask another question about Ed Ogeron. Are you considering coaching as like actual coaching, or do you feel like Ed Ogeron is more of a manager that's putting people in certain places? Well, well let me ask you this. Didn't Ed Ogeron say that he didn't watch film last year? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you answered your own question. Yeah, he did. It was bad. It I mean, was it's tough bad. to sit here and be like, I, not, not, and again, the head coach has to manage the game. That's a totally different thing for some guys other than actually calling the plays. You know, you look at the difference between a guy like him and uh, uh, Hugh Freeze, who's in every offensive meeting guy we've had on the show that is going to sure. call the plays, and he's the OC. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ed's, Ed's telling you what he is. And again, there's nothing wrong. There's Tommy Tuberville was that at Auburn, and, and right. they went up in 2004 and beat Alabama six times in a row. But the Jimbo Fisher thing to me, number one, Texas, he is building a monster over there. And that's a place you can build a monster. And he's done it from the inside out and defensively. That's why Texas A&M is making the jump. I'm really interested to see the Calzada who and, and Haynes King job, who wins that. Uh, and Jimbo's got the national championship uh, at Florida State. You know, a game I, I wasn't super in love with, as you guys know. But uh, mm-hmm. when I look at Jimbo – you know, Jimbo's a lot more old school than people think. The reason I put Kirby there is because, number one, I think Georgia wins it this year. And if they get Darion Kendrick that shores up that secondary on top of Tyke Smith and Brandon Turnage, that defense with that defensive line becomes, you know, the elite of the elite. Uh, but Kirby, I mean, I believe going into the Mississippi State game last year, he had 45 straight weeks of being in the top 10. Yeah. Um, you've got – Number one overall recruiting classes, top five recruiting classes. They're really the only other team in the SEC that's made any noise in the playoff 
And he's one bad call on defense when they ran cover two on second forever from win the national championship, which again, you know, there's, there's no almost, but the biggest problem I had was between two and three, to be honest with you. It wasn't between the other ones. It was between two and three. Yeah. So uh, Kirby being two on your list. Uh, I know you got a lot of pushback on that, right? Yeah. Well, you, and, and again, did you get pushback on every, every single one of them, except for number one? I oh, believe yeah, you everybody, Again, because at, at this level, I mean, think about how deep the league is. I mean, think about having to do this for, for SEC basketball coaches. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Just tough. Uh, you're splitting hairs. I mean, Mark Stoops is doing an incredible job. I have Eli Drinkwitz at number 10. Yeah, when he's Eli, great. But Eli and Mike Leach at nine. But those two guys are great coaches. And Eli is going to be really good. But when you're in a league surrounded by really good coaches – that's the way it falls. You know, we right. don't have uh, Jim Harbaugh in front of him or anything. Sure. You know, it's it's it, it's tough. But uh, really looking at the back end of it, and, you know, that's why I took the new hires out, you really have to split hairs, man. Because you can make a logical argument from a lot of sides. That's why it's such a hot topic. So tell us about Brian Harson right now. So I, I know you're connected a little bit more with that Auburn program. Uh, one of our uh, one of our guys that he just left. One of our producers is a big Auburn guy, and we, I talked to him about Harson quite a bit. Um, what's your feelings on Harson right now? And and I, when I think of Harson and like what he's going to be able to do, I, don't, I I have to put him together with with Bo Nix. And like, is he going to be able to corral Bo Nix enough to where you have a, a, a real threat there? Yeah. Well, you know, again, and, and I, I'd like to say this because a lot of people think it has to be one thing or the other. And with Bo Nix and, and uh, I'll start with Bo Nix and I'll get to Brian Harson. Sure. Two things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Bo Nix can struggle in the pocket, need to play better in the pocket, stop throwing off his back foot. And at the same time, the offensive line could need to be a whole heck of a lot better. And the funny part of it, those two things have a lot to do with each other. Because you guys know in the game of football, typically uh, things go hand in hand. There's a domino effect, especially up front. So Bo Nix, under the tutelage of Mike Bobo, which I think was a great hire from Harson, I think he's going to simplify it a little bit, take a little off Bo's plate. I think you're going to see more check downs. I'm interested to see how much max pro they'll go how much they'll use the tight ends to chip because Armour still needs a tackle or two from the portal on the offensive line. They're still playing with more guards than the Houston Rockets did last year. <laughs> uh, but I do think uh, that Brian Harson, number one, he doesn't have any attachment to anybody. Patrick Nixby and Bo Nix's father means nothing to Brian Harson. Sure. That means absolutely nothing. So you right. don't have to worry about that. He's not beholden to that. But right. Bo Nix has a ton of potential. He really does. He's got a lot of arm talent. Yeah. He can move. Same kid that beat Oregon and Alabama. You yeah, know, people forget that. I think people so don't talk can, about his arm strength enough either. Yeah, say that again. I don't think people talk about his arm strength. No, enough. no, they don't. Uh, and and he's a really good athlete. And, and again, should he have been a five star coming out of high school? That you can debate. Maybe not. Yeah, right. But I think Brian Harson's Brian Harson's brought accountability. Uh, I think you're going to see Bo sure. Nix more calm. I mean, last year in South Carolina game, him and Chad Morris were yelling at each other coming off the sideline that's not healthy that's not how it should work there's nobody yelling at nick saban and the boys over there or kirby no. smart and them over there or jimbo fisher and them uh, over there so you don't see it so i think that's an element and then the best way to try to force somebody to do what you want them to do in, in the realm of trying to be a better player and and buy in which i think bo nix has bought in is make competition bring in competition mm-hmm. and that's what they just did with tj finley that does a couple right. times guys it shows the whole team nobody's safe you're going to have to earn it every day. 
Right. I don't care if you're Bo Nix, whoever. And between me and you and the fence post, the only person that's safe is Tank. I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all. You're right. <laughs> we, I, I got that from your other ranking earlier. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, that one, it's, to me, I've been saying it since the kid was a freshman. But anyways, it, it does that. It sends a message to the team. And it's a whole lot different to motivate yourself when it's just you and you're not worried about anybody behind you. But mm -hmm. when somebody capable with experience, with potential comes in behind you, that pushes you further than you can push yourself and really even further than the coaches can push you. So I think all those things, the offensive scheme fit, uh, the, I call it addition by subtraction by cutting it down, make it simpler for Bo Nix. I think you'll see an improved Bo Nix, but that offensive line has to play good. You got to stay in front of people. So let's talk about TJ Finley um, moving over from LSU to Auburn. Um, what kind of chances do you give him for maybe even competing for a starting role or do you feel like he is a backup waiting to get to the starting job maybe in a year from now yeah well i, I think tj finley's really smart because to me speaking on tj finley a guy like tj finley understands that he's only going to go to places where he thinks he can win a national championship right. he's not going to houston He's not going to, to some of these other places, and, and I won't name them, even some of the SEC. And when you make that decision as a quarterback, typically when you go to these programs, most likely they're going to have a starter pretty much penciled in or somebody they feel solid about or sure. a good idea of who it's going to be. And you got to look at the guy behind him because you know you're probably going to have to beat out one. But at Auburn, you only have to beat out one. Mm -hmm. Now, do I think T.J. Finley is, is going to come in and start over Bo Nix this season? I don't. I, right. I don't think that. But I think he's looking down the road saying, okay, there's a couple of things that can happen. I'm going to come in here. The odds of me being the number two are really good. I'm going to get a chance to fight for the job. But you have a true freshman quarterback who I think is going to be a really good player in Demetrius Davis, who they're going to redshirt. Yep. you got a kid committed in the class behind him, so you don't know if they're going to take one more. You're really not worried about that. So after this year, in your true sophomore year, if Bo Nix either does bad and transfers or does really good and leaves early, you're going to be the guy. And yeah. if you're Brian Harson, it's just the biggest job he had outside of recruiting was getting the roster back balanced. Mm -hmm. Just for example, they have five junior tackles right now on the roster and not one of them are really unbelievable. So that's going to be a huge hit on the roster. Auburn didn't sign a high school offensive lineman before they got a commitment this past off season when Harson uh, took the job since 2017, okay. which is crazy. But now yeah. in that quarterback room, Looking forward to the next year, or where it is right now, excuse me. You have Bo Nix that's a junior. You have TJ Finley that's a sophomore. Demetrius Davis is a true freshman. You just balanced out your class. Because what happens next year, guys, if Bo Nix leaves and you just have Demetrius Davis, who's a redshirt freshman with barely any experience, if any at all, and then Holden Garner, who's a true freshman. So it's a long-term smart play for TJ Finley and Brian Harson, in my opinion. Yeah, and so that gets us to LSU a little bit. I mean, we're we're down to three scholarship quarterbacks, obviously. So you have uh, Max Johnson, Miles Brennan, and Garrett Nussmeyer. And our fears as LSU fans are right now that we would name Max Johnson the starter, and Miles Brennan would decide to transfer, and you're left with two scholarship quarterbacks. Um, we're huge Max Johnson guys, yeah, and I feel like that's the guy. Um, but there is a thought in our heads that LSU may even, I mean, not only just wait to the last minute, but we may even have Miles Brennan be the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season just for roster management purposes, oh. which is tough, 
right? That, uh, that, uh, you I can't know. that game, in my opinion. You got to play the best guy. I agree. It's yeah, just really, good. it's just a tough situation. I think for for a team that's coming off of roster management issues, this is just a brutal decision. Um, and if you played, I think if you waited all the way to the end um, and you decide it's max, I don't know if Miles would necessarily transfer at that point, but I mean, it, it would still be a shot. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you need to have the best quarterback in place, but uh, what are your thoughts on LSU this year? Cause I know the over under that just came out was eight and a half. And I think you had them at nine and three, which was about right. Right. Yeah. I, I had him, uh, finishing second in the West actually tied, um, with Texas A&M, but winning the mm-hmm. last game at home when they play Texas A&M to be the tiebreaker sure. number two. I like the way the schedule sets up. Uh, and again, listen, I think LSU's better as an outsider. Uh, mm-hmm. I think LSU does better when they're not, you know, the, the perennial, hey, they're going to be the dominant sure. team this year, r- right. really in the past. I think Ed Orgeron, that plays into exactly what his strength is. Right. Motivating. It's right. the offseason. It's we weren't good enough last year. We were embarrassed. And nothing makes an 18 to 22-year-old male, especially as competitive as these guys are, and a lot of them are alpha males, yeah. uh, all of them really, uh, nothing motivates them more than in being embarrassed in front of your friends. Mm-hmm. And th- that's just the truth. That's how, uh, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. When you make a bad play in the game, yeah, you're upset because you screwed up for your team. But then then tomorrow you got to watch the highlight of it. you got to watch the replay. you got to watch the film of it. In front of everybody, and that that's a real thing. So I think LSU's going to come out, you know, pissing fire, man. I think LSU's going to be pissed. I think the defense is going to be pissed. Yep. I think they're going to tap into it. I think the spread at UCLA is a joke. I think they're going to wipe them off the off the mat. I really do. You look at what they're returning. I think Keyshawn Boutet, thank you, fun appreciated <laughs> wide receiver in college football coming back. Yeah. Um, that that wasn't coming off an injury or something. So, you know, I I, I like LSU this year. I, I I like them being angry. Uh, so I think if you had to take the three three losses, I, I, you were nine and three, right? Is that where you were? Nine yeah, three, I believe two, I had them nine and three. I, I just put out the standings of where they'd finished, but uh, yeah. nine and three sounds about right. We, we're starting to look at that now. Is like okay, obviously Alabama is going to be a loss. Um, well, I mean, we if you're going to chalk a loss, that would be the loss uh, at Alabama. So you're um, saying Florida and Auburn too? Man, I got to go back and look at the schedule. Um, uh, where do y'all play Ole Miss at? At Ole Miss. At yeah. Ole Miss, yeah. So could, a, could, a, could, a sneaky could, little game sneaky. right there. They're, they're, they're going to win a couple they're not supposed to, guys. I'm just yeah. telling you. They're, they're, it's coming this year. Uh, Braylon Sanders, the, the connection he has with Matt Corral, I like Aboa, uh, I like a lot. Um, I think their defense is going to be better. They were the most depleted roster defensively of any team last year. Against right. Alabama, if they wouldn't even have put a defense out on the field, they'd have only given up 20 more yards. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they've added there. They've done a good job in junior college, and, and I'm interested to see them. Yeah, and, I, and same thing. I'm interested in seeing, like, Durante Jones with our defense. It right. feels like it's a completely I love different. that hire. I do too, and like, I look, I you want know, to come we, visit the Bourbon Club. I've exactly, you know, we've got. I've gone. I mean, I've, he just fucking texted me the other day. Like, I, th- this guy is the smoothest cat in the world. And if you go from a guy like Bo Pelini, who obviously did not connect with any of these players, was yelling at them to to try to get them to understand, and it didn't fit, to this guy who is just like smooth. You know, commands attention. It's very much like more like a Dave Aranda hire than 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 I would have uh, thought. Uh, he's from the Dave Aranda tree, um, 
that it just I I just feel like it's going to make all the difference of the world where you got guys that didn't know what they were doing or not playing hard and now they know what they're doing and they're playing hard and it's well, like a combination of the two. Yeah, attitude reflects leadership. Absolutely. I, I mean, that, I, I, that 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 by itself, and then you add Jake Peets, where we're going to have a little bit more of a younger mindset on offense than what we had, because it, nobody can tell me that we didn't regress from 2019 to 2020 offense. I mean, I understand. Y'all went back in time. Y'all went back we in did. time. We did. We did. So, all right, last question before we get you out of here. Um, we're having some, some, some rumblings of Eric Gilbert is back on campus and enrolled. Um, if that's the case and say, so I asked a couple people today and I was like, well, my question is, is he going to be eligible? I don't know if he's eligible or not. Um, so somebody told me that he was trying to get eligible this summer was the eligibility time that he was trying to get everything straight. Um, and I don't know if there's suspension still looming or what, but, um, say he's on the roster and he is eligible and he is ready to play week one. What do you what do you think for LSU? Is there any kind of change in your in your thoughts of LSU at that point? I mean, you're you're adding an elite weapon. I mean, a lot of things got to go right. You know, from what mm-hmm. I've heard, his grades were terrible. It's, it's yep. LSU and JUCO. Same with me. Uh, but he's the type guy. He's so talented. If you know you 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 hang on. If he's got to go to JUCO, I think you try and see him through there and bring him back. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that in the games against the elite teams, the Alabamas, the Georgias, where you're not going to be wide open every time and, and you got to win 50-50 balls or have somebody to make that big play in the red zone. You know, he's that type of guy. You know, he can also take a a, a hitch and go go 60 and, and run over two people. Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things, do I think it's worth more wins? I think it makes you a lot scarier versus Ole Miss. Uh, I promise yeah. you that. You know, I, I think you got to score every point you can score against Ole Miss, uh, yeah. which would be the would be the the key to the win, right? Well, you know, again, we say that, but you never know how the game's going to go. Really, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's you know, you think that you would you would think that looking into it, but mm-hmm. you know, you never really know how the game's going to go or what the difference is going to be. If it's a shootout, you know, you got to have that guy. It, it may be a play where you score the touchdown to go up, you know, forty nine to forty two. You know, not sure. not necessarily you know, what you think, but going against Alabama, Georgia this year, which I think, like I said, I think Georgia's going to win the SEC. I think Georgia's going to win the national championship. Um, wow. Mm. You know, nice. I, I don't think it's good enough for a win over them, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, and I'm not one of these guys that said Georgia's going to win it the last four years. I haven't said that. Like I like, know. Like, but this is the first year I've said it. Georgia's going to win the national championship. I mean, like, look, I, I like JT Daniels. I think, uh, I mean, you can't not like all the weapons that they have on that offense and the O line. So it's Pickens. What's what's the what's the story? Oh, yeah. of Pickens? Well, I mean, it's I mean, that losing losing Pickens sucks. I mean, if you can get him back, that'd be great. I mean, you know, I mean, if Jalen Waddle can come back from a broken ankle in in week what three for the national championship, right? Game, right. But it's up to George. I mean, what he what sure. he wants to do. But look, Georgia has weapons. Where where losing Pickens hurts you the most. Is that when Pickens is out there, you know who the defense is going to shade to. Sure, you you've got a good idea of what they're going to have to do. Right. Now with him at, not out there, they can play it a little more even. They can play it a sure. little more honest. They can disguise a little more. That's where right. it, it hurts you bad. And then I was just talking about the 50-50 balls with Pickens. It's a seventy thirty ball. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really is. Yeah. But I look at Darnell Washington at tight end. I think Matt Luke's one of the best offensive line coaches, if not the best offensive line coach yeah. in the country. But I agree. The difference to me and you add Darion Kendrick to a second that just got turned in uh the Tyke Smith's probably have to play nickel or star or whatever they want to call it but the biggest 
difference to me is Todd Munkin and JT Daniels. Because mm -hmm. what the biggest, smartest thing that Nick Saban did, and why he's one of the reasons, many reasons why he's the GOAT, is that he realized we're not going to beat people nine to six anymore. Like, we're not going to beat people 17 to, to 10 anymore or 17 yeah. to nothing. We, we got to score. So he brings guys like Lane Kiffin, he evolves Lane Kiffin, he evolves his thinking on offense, and they become even more dominant because he trusts the OC now and he trusts the QB no longer is it we're gonna run the ball, play action, play good defense, not turn it over, win field position, and just be better than you. They're gonna right. try to run you off the field. I think you're gonna see Georgia now because Kirby can trust JT Daniels. He can trust Todd Munkin to start taking shots early. Now you can't play Georgia the way that you play Georgia. There's a reason, guys, that Georgia's led at halftime all three times they've played Alabama, and they've mm -hmm. lost all three times. Alabama's made better adjustments at halftime right, going into the second half. But if you're more balanced and more dangerous, it's a lot harder to make adjustments because you don't know what's coming. That is what I think is going to be the difference this year. Right. I, I'm, I, I, I love hearing you talk about this kind of stuff. So you break it down in a different way than I, I can ever think about. And, you know, we're not the serious guys. We need to bring you on to, to help us. Like, no, y'all know what's up, man. Y'all know me. I'm not serious all the time. No, I know that. <laughs> um, so we appreciate you, brother. Um, we love your content. We know you're doing some big things over at Melt. You're like a big timer now. You're yeah. like so big yeah, time. You're in Atlanta. Nothing changed with the name on the mail, man. You know they that. said that they said that you're the next Paul Feinbaum. I mean, how do you feel about that? Your ears aren't. I big. do it a totally different way. I do it a totally different way, but it's a compliment. Look, I I'm very fortunate, you know, and and you guys are great. I love y'all stuff. That's why I'm always chopping it up with y'all and yeah, and I get y'all on the show. But no, it's been wild, man. I started. Um, you know, just did it off a whim during the break in between a coaching cycle where I was yep. at over Christmas break with this old microphone, this old Acer laptop. And I, I'm not a technology buff. I don't know. I'm not, you know, Steve Jobs by any stretch of the imagination. But we just kept growing it and, and moved over here to Atlanta, man. And it, it's just been great. And uh, I enjoy it. And uh, it's it's a lot different now that I can actually watch the games. That's the coolest yeah, part. I'm sorry, right. Watch the games. That's the coolest part. No, I, it's been enjoyable to watch you kind of grow through this. Y'all too, man. Process. What do you mean? Y'all are building, I, building uh, Amazon over there. So every time I look at I feel, <laughs> I know. And I, my wife is like, what are you doing today? Like, are you actually doing your day job? I'm like, eh, a little bit. I got some yeah. interns now, so we're, we're good. Right. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try to grow as much as we can. We're still in a, a little little um, spare bedroom right here. The dog's sleeping on the floor. So uh, I don't think you have a dog sleeping at melt right now. Jay-Z said it best. Less is more. There's plenty of us, man. Come on. You straight. <laughs> appreciate you, J-Boy. We appreciate uh, all your time. We love you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll do another home and home, okay? We'll, Same we'll here, man. You. And out of love, the bet is null and void, man. We got to make another one. <laughs> we'll do another one, we'll I'm sure. Another. We'll, we'll do we'll, another one. Well, I'm yeah. gonna, it's going to be bad. All right. Yeah. See or send, me some of that, send, send me some bourbon from the bourbon club and we're good. Bourbon, and I'm going to send you some gear. You send me some gear. How about that? Hey, hey, hey jersey swap. I'm so down for a jersey Sound swap. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, man. Nope, nope. I was trying to signal to you. <laughs> I canceled it. Oh, I almost ended the whole thing. You almost ended oh my the god! Oh. All I right, like, so I was, you didn't see me. I was like, no, don't do that. Uh, Jay Craig, Crane, we appreciate him. Uh, Jay Boy Show. Hey, let's go to a quick commercial break, Definitely. and then what we'll do is we'll go through some of our sponsors in a second, but then we'll come back, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about kind of recap what he was talking about with football. Um, I feel like we need yeah. to kind of talk about the. 
you know, where we see LSU eight and eight and a half over under, like we got to talk about that. So yeah. uh, be right back with the commercial real quick and we come right back to you. Ether Insurance is dedicated to helping the businesses and people of Baton Rouge secure affordable insurance tailored to their needs. With our curated network of insurance carriers, we provide the best solutions for home, auto, life, and business coverage. Ether Insurance, powering and protecting your world. 2020 took a toll on all of us. If you're going through a divorce or custody issue, let Dejan Law Office be by your side in 2021. Dejan Law Office, fighting for what you deserve. 344-ANDY. Brandon Lejean here, courtesy Buick GMC. Call Brandon Lejean at 337-224-1867. Come see us today, courtesy Buick GMC. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, first thing I wanted to do is talk about our good friends at Bocock Brothers uh, Cigars. Um, huge sponsors of us. Look at that. That was good. Who did that? Was that you or Jude? Uh, that was you. Was that me? I didn't do that. Jude did that. No, you Jude, did. Jude's remote, and he did it. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about yes, putting it up there. put it up yeah. there. So Bocock Brothers Cigars, we appreciate them. They gave us a little care package. Uh, we're going to go on vacation. You see Ellie right there. She's looking right Jude at the cigars. just texted me and said, me, bitch. Me, bitch. He's a big <laughs> bitch guy. Um, oh, it smells so good. I wish I could bitches. smoke cigars in here. Oh, my yeah. God. No, you definitely can't do that. Um, huge uh, <laughs> supporters of us. I got the shirt on. Yeah, they got the shirt on right over here. So uh, appreciate those guys for little, helping us out. It's cock. got the it's got, got the cock. I got a cock on Did my you, chest. Do you know what the bot back says? No. It says, be cocky. Beca- Hashtag be really? cocky. Oh, and, and when I opened yeah, that up, I feel it. my wife looked at that and she said, oh, that's just fucking perfect. <laughs> I'm definitely going to yes. wear, wear this when we play golf on Monday. Exactly. So we're going we're gonna to be sporting some uh, Bocock Brothers. We're going to be bringing some cigars out there. We're going on vacation, so we're going to Perdido next week. We're going to yep. do a live podcast from probably the condo, I would assume. Probably the condo. Maybe just try, try to see if one of those courses wants to let us out. Sure, we'll see. Um, whatever we need to do. But we'll do some videos and do a lot of content out there while definitely. we're out in Florida. Um, we appreciate those guys. And the, the next one I wanted to talk about was uh, Fred's. So uh, we appreciate uh, those guys over at Fred's for uh, they're going to let us in to Fred's, first of all. And right. we're going to be able to do podcasts from there. Um, they're going to give us some gear as well. We're going to be sporting some Fred's, Fred's gear in Florida. We appreciate Jason and all those guys over at Fred's, uh, big supporters of um, One Team, One Podcast. And then can't forget bogeys bogeys is one of our uh one of our one of our guys yeah at bogeys so uh clayton i was just texting with clayton the other day um you know i i feel like everybody kind of knows the name freds but they don't ever like whenever they're uh college kids that are coming new to campus they know Tigerland. right they don't it's understand not- the 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 history behind bogeys yeah um so that's kind of what i want to do as an older guy i want to kind of like share my mm-hmm. history of bogeys you know about bogeys a little bit i know plenty about bogeys. sure so i've probably been to bogeys more than i've been to fred's so most people yeah and i think we're going to be doing say. some live videos over at bogeys soon too that's so great. uh will, will he be Willie B. B might be doing Will he be some on stuff? the streets? That's right. 
Um, all right, Mr. Funds Travel, Jason, give uh, Mr. Funds Travel a call. They're setting up trips right now for the LSU-UCLA game. Uh, so give them a call right now. They have packages all ready to go, including the tickets to the game. I see everybody talking about going to this UCLA game, too. I know. I think they all need to get set up with something like this, too. Uh, it's perfect. It's everything all-inclusive. You can choose your hotels, too. There's, like, the Fairmont is included in that. Like, right. it's a, a historic hotel. Right. Okay, so here's one of the problems I always have when mm-hmm. I go on these trips is that I don't know where the team's staying, so I don't know where, like, most of the fans sure. are staying. It's hard to fi- find. I, I, I it don't out know sometimes. that either. I don't know the answer. And sometimes I'll end up staying like 10 miles away from I, where everybody is i'm pretty sure if you called these guys they would be able to tell yeah, they you they know exactly where everything's right, at i'm sure right um all right our og sponsor brandon lejean over at courtesy automotive group first sponsor we ever had on our podcast yeah. uh follow brandon on facebook i'm telling you he's posting deals all the time he's got used car deals that he'll, every every now and then they'll get like a brand new denali yukon that right. just comes in and they're like okay this has never happened before we've gotten this like yukon in and it's got a thousand miles on it and we're selling it for this price like you can get a deal but you have to follow him because it's like gone basically in you know six hours right. or whatever it's right. gone you know sarah's new place is like 10 right min- there 10 minutes away from courtesy okay you know well good we'll have to um so- we can do a show there, and then I have a place to stay. You can figure it out. Well, we were talking about I, I want to do a show at right. Courtesy one day, so mm-hmm. that'd be perfect. Um, all right, next one was Bear Process Safety. Adam Barry at Bear Process Safety, my guy. Um, he was just playing at um, I think he was playing at Greystone the other day, and I was was like, he really? Oh, shit, you should have told me. Yeah. So we need to we need to hook up with uh, Adam for sure. Um, another Adam Adam Emirato over at Ether Insurance. Um, they can do a quote for any kind of insurance you need so give adam a call uh, my guy lucas ragusa over at river city's total maintenance i'm sure he is busy as shit right now oh yeah starting to get hot um now they're in uh new orleans and also the north shore and they do more than just ac work so they do maintenance. So they can do plumbing. They can do electrical. They can do a lot of different things. It's not just AC. You know, Everybody, I think, in Baton Rouge knows River City's AC. This is River City's total maintenance. They can kind of do it all, but it's New Orleans and the North Shore. It's getting hot. <laughs> Storming a lot. Bro, I'm sure he's busy. I'm sure you got plenty of stuff you need. And when you get hot, you need to jump in that pool, bro. Yeah. So uh, call my friend Ben Landry transition. over at uh, Relief Pools and Spas. Um, I would like him to come here and um, f- we'll have to figure out a trade deal. You just build me a spa. Build me a hot tub. You'll never have to pay for a sponsorship again. It's right. just done. Lifetime deal. Right. You think you would go for that? Yes. <laughs> For a spot on this show. You're biased. A lifetime spot on this show. A lifetime spot on this show. I don't Just build me a hot tub. I mean, that's worth that's worth that's worth millions at least. (laughs) You're like you you heard J Boy said that we're J Boy said we're building Amazon over here. Sure. I mean, really it's worth trillions, maybe. All right. So (laughs) all right, and we you know we one team media. We yeah, we have one team media. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, one, one team we're trying to make this brand, obviously. So we have a lot of different podcasts. We're going to be building more podcasts. You have the, the, the radius podcast is going to be starting. Radius soon as well. I'm going to have to add them to this graphic. Yeah. Point. So we'll have to change have this nice, graphic again. I have a nice little 
little logo set up. It is a nice logo. I saw that. I grinded on that thing. I like it. Um, so one team is a brand that we're starting here. We have an Instagram as well. So you guys go follow us on Instagram for one team brand. And then we have a Twitter account, one team media, one team media on Twitter. Right. Um, so go follow us there. Uh, you'll be able to see all the content that we put out. Um, but we're also having some fun with it. So yeah. it, we really want to make ourselves more of like an entertainment spot. Yeah. Um, we, we will do some serious talk. We'll have guys like J boy on that can kind of cut it up and do some mm-hmm. X's and O's with us. But at the same time, we like to drink and like to smoke cigars. I, don't you just love that? <laughs> the flow of that? Like we're, we're, we come on I, at first. We're lighthearted. Sure. J boy comes on. We're serious. He leaves. We talk but about it. I know he stuff. can cut it up too. He can yeah. be oh, yeah. s- oh, silly yeah. with us. No, so J boy is definitely not like the most serious no. guy we've had on by right. far. Right. Um, no, I like being free flowing and I also love, and guys, I'm just telling y'all, I freaking love being able to get information when people text me information that I know is legit and send it out into the ether. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. I think that it's missing in today's world, uh, in media, uh, these, all these media guys and we're saying media, but we're not, we're just entertainment basically. Mm-hmm. But these media guys are too tied to, to different places. Like everybody in local media is tied to LSU. Um, LSU has given me what three season desists at this point for t-shirt yeah, sales. Three, three. Um, Derek Penampsey's called my boss to tell me <laughs> to take something down before. Right. Like I'm not tied to LSU at all. So when I find something out, like I'm going to send it out, like whatever. Like, it, what's the problem? Um, it's basically a big message board that we're we're trying to make here, <laughs> right? Um, and we need to make a thing that whenever we're on tiger droppings and we get posted on tiger droppings, it's mm. like a big celebration. Yeah, like a say, we'll saber uh, some um, champagne or sabre. something like that. Sabre, yeah. Speaking of sabre, do we need to get to a what episode? Office episode of the week. I'll say it's the office episode of the week. Oh my god! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. All right, office episode of the week. Um, I don't know what season or what episode it is. I think it's called Stress Relief. Of course it is. Pretty sure that's what it is. So go over it with me. Because I know you're. So it's called Stress Relief because. Uh, at the end of that scene that you were just playing, Stanley has a heart attack. Heart attack, right. Um, and basically for the rest of the episode, Michael is trying to calm Stanley down. Sure. And everyone's trying to get everybody's uh, – and every time he walks towards Stanley, his heart monitor starts beeping and going <laughs> off and going crazy. Uh, and Michael's like, well, maybe it's broken. So then he puts it on Oscar and he starts walking towards Oscar and the monitor It goes off crazy. with Oscar. And then Kevin goes – Michael, I think you're what's stressing people out. <laughs> There's so this is also the episode with the uh, they bring in the half sized person to Correct. do the right. life support, mm-hmm. right? Right, and they do the uh, staying alive. Uh, 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 staying alive. So my favorite part of this whole first, I was afraid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of this whole show is. When um, Andy starts singing and, and Kelly. Kelly gets up and starts dancing. 
<laughs> it's my favorite part of the whole show. <laughs> um, uh, I, if anybody knows that office episode, please uh, let us know what you. My favorite part of that whole scene, which just gets completely overlooked, is uh, when she goes, "Are something?" She she says something like, uh, "Are they? Is she an organ donor?" And and then Creed j- chimes in and goes, "She doesn't have a wallet. I checked." <laughs> Uh, Creed, Creed lines are the best. Um, Creed lines are the best. So that's our office episode of the week. Mm-hmm. Very short, mm-hmm. but um, they go to the they go to corporate a couple times. Um, yeah, so every time it happens, they had to have a call with corporate. Right? Uh-huh. They they go up to New York. They have, they have to, to be there. To They're the like, boss. so what? I, it's something I quote all the time. You rip uh, the face off of the. <laughs> I didn't think it looked realistic in the movie. Turns out, it is. <laughs> Uh, Michael looks out the windows. The city. I say that every time I look out a window. Uh, we need a Michael Scott. Um, we were talking to LSU Jude. Michael Scott. LSU yeah, need, Michael Scott. We, we, Jude. We might, get, we might get a little Twitter account started. Jude. I know you need to do this. Jude's I've, I've taken. I've taken the other. Um, Jude's working. I've taken the other picture off of my uh, Twitter, so this could happen. So uh, we'll do that. All right, so um, what's the other things that we need to talk about for this week? We, I don't know. We forget st- stuff to talk about all the time. Now. Well, now, like, I think we need to recap, like, Palmineri news again, right? Sure. So Palmineri is going to retire. Yeah. It is going to be a medical retirement. It's a neck injury. Um, and I've heard he probably will take a position at TAF. It's going to be a mutual Great. retirement kind of situation. Yeah, that's, I, that's a good thing. I think it's I all positive. I, it's it's similar to. Um, I feel like it's similar to Ensminger in a way. A little you bit. Know how, yeah, like, Steve Ensminger. He left a, a little no bit. No one. No one was like. Although I mean, I guess you know people want Paul to leave. Nobody. They was do like asking Ensminger to leave. I think the problem think. is you got people that actually think that Paul Maneri is going to get fired. That is not going to happen. I don't think so either. Um, that would never happen. Um, he's bought too much time to, to for that to ever happen. I think there w- there was a conversation between Woodward and Maneri to where he will retire. Um, he understands where the program's at. He also understands that his his neck is a problem right now. So yeah. I think with all that being said, like he is going to retire, and then the question is who's the replacement and. We've heard we started with Kevin O'Sullivan. Um, we heard that that's done, that ain't happening. Then we heard right before we came on here that it's still happening um, from another guy. Um, right. But I also heard that. That guy said done deal. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff Godwin is a name that we've heard. Cliff Godwin, right. Former, um, former coach at LSU. Former coach. He's the coach at, under uh, at East Carolina. It would seem like a. Palmineri's named his replacement kind of deal with a guy like Cliff Godwin. Um, Dan McConnell, uh, McDonnell over at um, Louisville. Louisville. That would be a guy that actually I went and got my hair cut today. My barber was like, guy just told me about Dan McDonnell. <laughs> really? Yes. I swear to God. <laughs> Where do you go get your hair cut? You know, bar, the you Bocage. Dickie okay, knows everything. Dickie knows everybody in Baton Rouge. So, 
Um, he he always tries to give me some scoop. I think he's probably a hell of a source. He is. I mean, he had Cam Cameron coming in there for a long time. I remember that. Um, so uh, that was a name. Also, a name um, that we're hearing is um, well, Tony Vitalo. Like, <laughs> I think that um, there is something to this. This guy messaged me today. He's a high school scout in Texas. I think he was really pushing the Vitalo name. Um, And I think that there is something there. He also told me that there was, there is only three to four jobs in the country that he would probably take and leave Tennessee for Tennessee. Apparently um, has offered him 1.5 million uh, for the next year. And, has told him they'll give him thirty million dollars in upgrades for the facility. Holy shit! So there are there are there is money coming towards him for for the future. So there's only a couple places that he would leave for, and one of them is LSU. Right. Um. That that can show you how much pull LSU's got at this point to kind of bring somebody in. Um. Now whether Woodward is going to reach out to him, I I don't know the answer to that, but. It feels like they're trying to put their feelers out as well and try to make themselves known that, hey, look, I would like that job. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. So, yeah. um, um, so about this season, you, do you think we make the tournament? I think we make the tournament. Um, I, think, so I think, I think it's very, very close. Um, but yeah, we'll make a three seed somewhere. Yeah. Um, we may have to go. I, I saw something about Notre Dame before the season, before that. the uh, SEC tournament started. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case now that we lost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll send us out west or something like that. I mm-hmm. have no idea. Um, I don't think that you'll end up in a Louisiana Tech regional. Yeah, some tells me they're not going to try to accommodate us like in terms of location. I think if you ended up in Louisiana Tech Regional, that would be so. Ideal. It would have been because we would have won a couple of games in the tournament. Yeah, state of three, Louisiana Tech maybe won a couple of games and won their tournament and won and as a one seed. I, I think that would have been the case, but um, I've even saw a Texas Regional where we would have played UCLA as a first first round game. They're two and a three, and then you would have had to play. Texas and whoever uh, well, whoever we end up getting, uh, we're gonna have a real tough two that we're gonna have to play against. I would have to guess for sure. Um, right. And I mean, you're we're gonna because we're gonna be the bottom end of the threes, so therefore you play the top end of the. Twos. He, he, here's a, something I was thinking about today. Um, this this is because of Marso. Um, Marso has had to pitch perfectly all fucking year, and it's like exhausting to the point. Where he's six and five on the season, best six and five pitcher I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> my life. Um, it reminds me of Les Miles LSU teams where the defense yeah, had to play perfect, perfect right. all the time. I think if we the, talked about this earlier this year. Yeah, if the defense didn't play perfect, um, the offense didn't have enough to kind of come back from it. And this is the same case where. We, he has had no run support. I heard the um, the SEC announcers before this game uh, yesterday, and they were talking about um, they were talking about uh, LSU, and they were like, "Well, I mean, you know, Georgia's got this pitching, but you can't hold this LSU team down for too long. They got some studs on this team." And I was like, "You guys have uh, whoever y'all are, y'all haven't watched a damn clip of LSU, right? Well, it's just the it's the you got two guys. It's the inconsistency." 
is the problem. Yeah. And there's and, too and many see, guys that are easy outs. I see where they're coming from because they're saying like, oh, well, they have these games where they just blow up. And right. we do. That's true. But we also have absolute stinkers where we just score one stinkers. run, maybe zero runs. That's what uh, that's what Jacques Doucet says. That was his pulmonary oh, uh, impression. Stinkers. Okay. It's stinkers. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, since we're on the subject. That's where it was. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk to him before uh, Red, Red, Rock, and Blue. When is that? I don't know. We'll I get Jacques it's in, on. It's in July or August? Jacques is done with his Twitter ban, so we'll get him oh, back right. on. Oh, right. I forgot he was banned. So stupid. Free Jacques. So dumb. Um, yeah, we'll get him back on for sure. We'll get Jacques on. Um, I'm thinking, honestly, LSU, you got the regional – Two and out or three and out, whatever it is. Um, but then also, you know, when you get a replacement named, I think is going to matter on that other team, obviously, and how long they go. I, I could see this going to the College World Series week of, um, and maybe there's a there's a guy that's available during the the week of the College World Series, and this kind of takes place then, as yeah. far as the timetable. I. I, that's what I would assume, but I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll keep feeding y'all information on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter on uh, One Team One Pod. I'll I'll keep sharing stuff out whenever I get it. Um, right. I think it's fun. Like let's just have fun with it, bro. Like yeah. Um, but we'll be in Florida all next week. Um, Definitely gonna have to post some content from Kiva. Yes, we'll be at Kiva Dunes. Which day is that? Monday. 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 Monday What's our other? day uh wednesday, wednesday morning billy's not going to be there but yeah. uh wednesday morning where are we playing again peninsula the peninsula right yes uh, uh which i heard William, that was very good william's going to be with us on monday so okay wait so we'll have a five some on monday yeah. and then although i don't know if billy's going to be feeling good enough so okay we'll see we'll see um also check us out on um bogeys and bourbon we're going to do our next episode on friday so we had our first episode last week before the uh, PGA Championship. Next episode is going to be Friday. Oh, Friday. Um, yeah, he can't do it on Thursday. So I'm going to try to gotcha. see if I can get um, maybe Chris can join us on uh, next week. But then the next week when we're in Florida, um, maybe we can, me and you can kind of do yeah. some stuff with Justin. That would be great. Uh, Justin's in, um, in Tupelo, Mississippi, big golfer. Uh, we're going to talk about some bourbon as well. So uh, we're going to bring some. Uh, with producer David Anderson. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, and we'll um, do some. Um, we'll, I bet you he knows the, that tech stuff better than we do. He might. He sits on his computer all day, all day long. He's either playing. He's either on his computer or he's playing golf. We're gonna bring some bourbon, some good bourbon, over to uh, Florida as well. I don't think he's listening. He's probably sleeping. <laughs> I would assume. Um, but anyway, all right. We appreciate everybody tonight. Uh, we appreciate Jay Crane with the Jay Boy Show. We're gonna make a. a a home and home trip where we go back to the J boy show eventually as well. Great. Um, that'd be great. Um, and guys follow us on all the platforms. If you can follow us on YouTube as well. Um, we have a lot of shows on YouTube right now. Uh, the function is posting stuff all the time. Crime river podcast. Uh, the stadium drive podcast is about to start back again. Um, those guys are great. Yeah. So they're coming back. Those guys are so funny. Yeah. So they're from Georgia. They're Uh funny. just what you they're think. a good follow on Twitter too. If they really are. They really right. are. So 
uh, follow all those guys if you can. Um, yeah, we'll put them yeah. up on the screen right here. Yeah, so the YouTube is great. Um, yeah, follow all these guys if you can. Uh, heated agreement as well. Those are our uh, Texas A&M guys. I think they heated were, agreement. They're another one that's they're going to be coming back. Uh, yeah, pretty much. A they're lot waiting stronger. for a guy to come back in town, yep. and then they're going to get back together. Right, and right. then for football season, they should be like rocking and rolling. That's right. So, and that's kind of what our plan was. Football season, we're going to be hot, so um, we'll be going full blast. So we appreciate everybody. Uh, the wife has just come in the door. Mm-hmm. So at this point, she's telling us to cut it. She's telling us to cut it short. Say 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 it. Cut it short. Cut it short. All right, you heard that. Uh, the wife has spoken. We will talk to you guys soon. It's one team, one podcast. Logan out. We showed you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all fifty to seven. Keep your mouth shut. Relax, big boy. All right, I'm coming.